Praise the Lord, everybody. What an awesome presence of God. I always say I never want to get to the place or I take that for granted. When I come to the house of God and can feel the presence of God, never want to get to the place where that becomes so commonplace that I no longer even acknowledge the supernatural wonder of the God of creation inhabiting my praise and moving into the room that I'm in and changing the atmosphere, shifting the atmosphere so that people who came in cast down are now lifted up in their mind and in their spirit. It's a wonderful thing to come to the house of God and have an encounter with the Almighty God. The honorable God. My God. My God. My God. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As a preacher, when I read that scripture, I take it to mean that my challenge, my charge, every time I get behind the pulpit is not to impress anybody. But my charge is that I might say something that God can use to increase your level of faith in a tangible way. It's my prayer that in these next few minutes, somebody walks out of here just a little bit more convinced that God is who he says he is. And that God can do what he says he can do. And that you are what God says you are. And that you can do what God says you can do. No matter what it looks like. No matter what it feels like. No matter what the enemy says. No matter what anybody else says, God is here today. I want to give honor to Bishop and Sister Varnum, Pastor uh, Jason and Sister Varnum, and just the leadership here in this great church. I'm going to tell you that this is one of those days where I think God might be having a little bit of fun with me. I uh, preached this morning in Lakeland and came into that service with the message all ready to preach and got turned around in the middle of the service and preached something different. Messed all the multimedia people up. They already had scriptures and everything lined up. And then tonight I came in with the game plan and we were up here worshiping and I just feel like God shifted me and turned me in another direction. I believe there is a word from God for somebody here today. It's obvious, it's obvious that we're in a worshiping church. It's obvious that we're in a praising church. But I believe that God wants to open somebody's understanding today to have a greater understanding, a greater revelation for what praise should and can produce in your life. God wants somebody to have a greater appreciation for how praise relates to the joy and the happiness that God desires you to have in your life. I'm going to be reading from a simple passage of scripture, Psalms 118, verse 24, if you want to stand today. I'm going to be reading from Psalms 118, verse 24, and this is a very familiar passage of scripture. Uh, most of you will know it. Some of you might not know it until you see it, but you'll know that most of us will know Psalms chapter 118, verse 24, a very familiar passage of scripture. It says very simply this, this is the day which the Lord hath made, we will rejoice and be glad in it. It's just as true today as it was when the psalmist wrote it. This, November 9, 2014, this is the day which the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I want to challenge the way we look at praise. I've heard my entire life the phrase, I sing because I'm happy. 
It's a great phrase and it's a wonderful song. I love it. But today I'm going to preach to you on the simple subject of I'm happy because I sing. I'm going to challenge you here today to understand what praise is meant to produce in your life and how praise is meant to unarm the enemy and lift up your mind and lift up your spirit. I'm happy because I sing. Let's bow our heads. God, we thank you for your power. We thank you for your anointing. God, I thank you for the absolute victory that I feel in this house today. Right now, God, for these next few minutes, anoint my mind, anoint my spirit. Give me your words to speak to your people. Let this word become a living word that will take root in our hearts and in our minds and produce life in the days and the weeks and the months to come. In the name of Jesus, we bind every spiritual hindrance. In the name of Jesus, we bind every spiritual obstacle. In the name of Jesus, we exercise our dominion, God. Let there be liberty. Let there be freedom. Let there be victory in this house today. Lift our minds. Lift our spirits. And we'll be careful to give your name the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. This is one of those services where the devil's already defeated. So you might as well act like you've got the victory. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. I'm happy because I sing. You may be seated. There are many people who might come into an apostolic Pentecostal service, might walk out scratching their heads, wondering why we do what we do, wondering why we praise God the way we praise God, maybe saying to themselves, it doesn't take all that. It shouldn't take all that. Why do they come to the house of God and act the way they act? But I would tell somebody who might say that, that whenever we come to the house of God, we came into this service like we come into every service, desperately wanting the presence of God to be here. It's great to come and see pastor and see friends and see loved ones, see relationships that you've developed over the years that you've been here. But as good as it is to see everybody who comes to Souls Harbor, we can never forget that if God doesn't show up, nothing else matters. If God doesn't show up, nothing's going to change. If God doesn't show up, nothing supernatural is going to take place. When I come to the house of God, I'm looking for God to show up. And I submit to you this evening that whenever you're looking for someone, it's best to begin with where they live. If you're looking for me, it's probably best to begin in Humble, Texas, suburb of Houston, Texas, because that's my address. That's where I live. But your Bible and my Bible gives us God's address. Your Bible and our Bible lets us know where God lives. My Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. My God, that's why I praise God the way I praise God. Because I need God to show up. And if the Bible says that God inhabits the dance in my feet, then I'm going to give him a dance. If God inhabits my uplifted hands, I'm going to lift my hands. If God inhabits the fruit of my lips, I'm going to open my mouth. Because I need God to show up in my situation my god my god i wish that somebody who needs god tonight would just try praise just for about 10 seconds just try praise go to where he inhabits my god 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 God. but tonight 
tonight, I want to specifically talk about what praise does for us and what praise does in us, because sometimes we don't fully appreciate that. But we're living in a time where the people of God are under attack in unprecedented ways. I travel the country. I'm in a different church almost every week, talking to different pastors. People have been walking with God for decades. And I find that in this day and time, it seems in the house of God, people are fighting off discouragement now like they've never had to fight off discouragement. That in the house of God, there's disillusionment and confusion of mind and spirit now like never before. We're in a definite battle. The minds of the people of God are under attack. I believe with all my might that we're living in the time where the Bible talks about the wearing out of the saints. The Bible talks about how the cares of life can choke the life out of even those who hear the word of God. But can I tell you here today that the wearing out of the saints, by definition this means losing strength. By definition it means the saints of God are going to lose strength. And if the saints of God are going to lose strength it's going to be because they've lost their joy. Because the joy of the Lord is their strength. That's why the enemy has been attacking your mind the way he's been attacking your mind. That's why he's been throwing situation and situation after circumstance at you because he's after your joy my God and so in this environment where the joy of the people of God are under attack. Can I tell you in this day and time, we can't afford to allow our happiness to come from our happenings. I'll say that again. You can't afford for your happiness to come from your happenings. One of the saddest things to see is when a saint of God gives out. You see, it's one thing to give up. When you give up, you make a conscious decision. I'm not going to do this anymore. I see people give up all the time. It's something else to give in. When you give in, you make a conscious decision to just turn around and just go with the flow. Just compromise. But it's something entirely different when a saint of God doesn't give up, they don't give in, they simply give out. They didn't make a decision to turn back on God. They didn't make a decision to throw in the towel and go with the flow. They just got to the place where their strength ran out and they just couldn't take another step. They got to the place where their mind didn't change, but their body and their emotions and everything just betrayed them and they couldn't take another step. As I see saints of God giving out, as I see the joy leaving, the people of God, I'm consumed with the passion to tell as many people as will listen to me. You don't have to do that. You don't have to just hold on until you can't hold on anymore. But there's a God in heaven who is able and willing to restore your joy and restore the joy of your salvation my God my God my God my God so now more than ever we've got to understand the power and the purpose of praise the very word praise comes from the Latin word for price or value Therefore, praise can be assigned, be defined as assigning value and assigning worth. Very simply put, praise is how you proclaim God's worth. Praise is how you proclaim God's value in your estimation. Praise is about God's worthiness to be adored. And that worthiness never changes. It doesn't change on good days. It doesn't change on bad days. God is always worthy. God is always valuable.
My God. My God. I haven't come here today to criticize the song. I haven't come here today. I understand why people say I sing because I'm happy. I'm not here to criticize. I love the song, His Eye is on the Sparrow. I'll go a step further. There are many times where you actually will sing because you're happy. It's not a bad thing to sing because you're happy. There are times when the joy that you feel will produce a song and you'll sing because you're happy. But what I've come to tell you here today is that we can't afford to get to the place where we really begin to live our lives like that, where we sing because we're happy. We can't afford to get to the place where we only sing because we're happy. So when we're happy, we're praising. When we're happy, we've got a song. When everything is going well, we've got to worship. But when the happiness is gone, so is our song. When the happiness is gone, so is our praise. And so is our worship. That's a dangerous place to be as a child of God because happiness is just an emotion. Happiness is just a reaction to a situation. And emotions are a dime a dozen. Happiness will go and happiness will come. And if you get to the place where you only sing because you're happy, you'll end up with a praise that's too fragile to sustain you. You'll end up with a praise that's not strong enough to accomplish what praise is meant to accomplish. My God. I can't just sing because I'm happy, because man is but a few days and full of trouble. It's difficult to feel happy when I've lost a loved one. It's difficult to feel happy when I've been fired and I don't know how I'm going to make ends meet. It's difficult to feel happy when your money has run out and you still got some bills due. It's difficult to feel happy when you've got a negative report from the doctor. It's difficult to feel happy when there's problems in your marriage. It's difficult to feel happy when your mind is under constant attack by the enemy. So if I only uh, sing because I'm happy, then my praise is determined by my situations, just like my emotions are determined by my situations. But I've come to let somebody know my praise is not predicated on my predicament. My praise is not predicated on my predicament. I don't praise God because of what I feel, but I praise God because of what I know. I know that he's worthy to be praised. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. What am I saying here tonight? Instead of my emotions affecting and producing my praise, my praise can affect and produce my emotions. My praise can affect and produce my emotions. Praise is how I produce a smile in my midnight hour. Praise is how I produce a dance in spite of what I'm going through. Praise is how I produce joy. My God. My God. Hear what I'm saying? There's personal power in your praise. Personal power. My God. In Isaiah 61.3, Isaiah 61.3, we read something interesting. The Bible says that God would give us a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I find that interesting to this evening. It was a few things I see interesting about this. The first thing is, you would think that if God took away a spirit of heaviness, that he might replace it with a spirit of happiness. If he took away one spirit, he might replace it with another spirit. But he doesn't give you a spirit of happiness. 
for the spirit of heaviness. His solution is a garment of praise. Oh my God, I wonder if we can just be transparent. Is there anybody here who is not so super spiritual that you won't be able to admit that there are times when the enemy tries to attack you with the spirit of heaviness. Is there anybody here who will admit that just out of nowhere, the enemy, you'll feel a heaviness in your mind and a heaviness in your spirit. I've come to let you know that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. That's just the enemy trying to do his job and trying to attack you with the spirit of heaviness. But the good news is God gives us a remedy. God gives us a solution. And if God says that the garment of praise is the best remedy, for the spirit of heaviness. That means it's the very best remedy possible. And all I've got to do is figure out what makes a garment of praise the best answer for a spirit of heaviness. And when I try, when I try to figure out what makes a garment of praise the best solution for the spirit of heaviness, an old saying my father told me my whole life came to me. Since I was a kid, I can remember my father saying, if you, if you give a man a fish, he can eat for a day. But if you teach him how to fish, he can eat for a lifetime. And I began to look at what made a garment of praise the best answer for the spirit of heaviness. And that saying came back to me. And I recognized that if God took away that spirit of heaviness and replaced it with the spirit of happiness, that would just be like giving me that fish to make it through that day because the very next day something else would happen I'd get into another bad situation and that heaviness would come right back but by giving me a garment of praise that I control by giving me a garment of praise that I carry with me every day by giving me a garment of praise that I can put on whenever I want to put on God has given me the answer to the spirit of heaviness that's not just going to take me through this day it's not just going to take me through this struggle it's not just going to take me through this dark place but every time and any time the enemy tries to attack me with the spirit of heaviness I've already got the answer I've already got the antidote I just got to take out my garment of praise and wrap myself up in the garment of praise and say God you said that the garment of praise will defeat the spirit of heaviness I've learned that you can stand on the word of God and use what the enemy tries to do against him so bad that he'll stop trying to do what he's trying to do. I've learned in my own life, if I just get to the place where I say whenever I feel the garment of the, the spirit of heaviness, all that's going to be to me is just a cue to praise. Every time the enemy tries to attack me with the spirit of heaviness, I don't try to figure it out. Don't try to diagnose myself, analyze myself, get on the couch and prescribe whatever to me. But that's just my cue to begin to praise God. That's how you make stuff backfire against the enemy. I wasn't even thinking about praising God. But now that you try to attack me with the spirit of heaviness, I'm going to pull the car over and just take a few seconds to say God is still God and God is still worthy. I was just minding my own business. But since you try to attack me with the spirit of heaviness, I'm going to leave my office for just a few minutes and go to a quiet place and say Jehovah God is worthy to be praised. My God. My God, she out of God.
I challenge you here today, this week, when the enemy tries to attack you with the spirit of a heaviness, let this word come back to you and just remind yourself, I've got the answer. It's time for me to put on my garment of praise. My God. My God. And you'll find out the devil, he'll stop messing with you like that. You don't want to produce another praiser. Leave that crazy person alone. They're liable to yell right in the middle of work. They're liable to pull over and just about cause an accident. Leave that person alone. But I like the fact that it's a garment. See, the garment is something you have to put on. And you take off. Like the whole armor of God. You've got to say, I'm putting on my garment of praise. You've got to decide. Well, there's something about when you put on a garment, you might be all alone. It might be dark and cold, but there's something about putting on a heavy garment that you might still be by yourself, but you don't quite feel as lonely and as cold. There's just something comforting about wrapping yourself up in a garment. But you have to make that decision of praise when the spirit of heaviness comes. I don't sing because I'm happy. But I sing because he's worthy. I don't praise him because I'm happy. But I praise him because he's the creator. I praise him because he's the sustainer. I praise him because he's the redeemer. I praise him because he's a fortress. I praise him because he's a strong tower. I praise him because he's the savior. I praise him because he's the father. I praise him because he's a friend that's sticking closer than any brother. I praise him for his character. I praise him for Calvary. I praise him because I have breath. And the Bible says everything that has breath ought to praise him. I don't sing because I'm happy, but I sing because he brought me out of the miry clay. And it was he that put this song in my heart to stay. That's why I sing. My God. And none of this changes on good days. None of this changes on bad days. Even when I can't find a smile, I can still sing my song. Even when I don't feel like dancing, I can still sing my song. Even in the darkness, I can still sing my song. My God. My God. My God. Think about the birds. I think about the birds that we hear singing every morning. The amazing thing to me, sometimes you'll see footage after a great devastation, maybe a tsunami, maybe a forest fire. You see footage, maybe everything that bird knew and recognized is now destroyed. But when they go in the next day with the cameras, sometimes it seems out of place, but you can still hear that bird singing its song because that bird is not singing because he's happy that bird is not singing because last night was a good night that bird is not singing because he woke up and every day every bird was nice to him that bird is not singing because every day is a good day. But that bird is singing because he's a bird. And that's just what birds do when the daylight comes. I heard somebody saying, praise is what I do. And praise is who I am. Praise is not just what I feel. My God. My God. My God. My God. My God. 
my God. I've got to hurry here. I've got to hurry here. There's an old Scandinavian saying that says faith is like that little bird that feels like daylight is coming and begins to sing while it's still dark. My God. It feels that daylight is about to break. And before it even begins to see the sun rays, because it's convinced that it's time for day to break, before anything changes, before anything in the circumstances turned around, there's something down on the inside of the bird that says, I feel like daylight is coming. And that's the only reason I need to open my mouth. I feel like daylight is coming. And that's the only reason I need to sing my song. I feel like another day is coming. I've come to tell somebody it's time to look in your dark situation and sing your song. Do you have the faith to look at the darkness and say, I still got my joy. I still got my praise. I still got my worship. I'm going to sing my song until my situation turns around. This is the day which the Lord has made and I will rejoice. I will be glad in it. I don't need any other reason to sing my song. And when I begin to sing my song, my mind will begin to lift. When I begin to sing my song, my spirit will begin to lift. When I begin to sing my song, the spirit of heaviness will begin to break. It's time for somebody to sing their song. It's time for somebody to release a praise. It's time for somebody to let God inhabit. Come on, Souls Harbor, sing your song. Come on, Souls Harbor, release your faith. Come on, Souls Harbor, let God break that spirit of heaviness. Come on, Souls Harbor, let God be God. This is a shout of victory. Come on, the walls are shaking. The walls are shaking. Something is happening in the supernatural. Something is happening. Somebody's about to walk into their promise. Somebody's about to walk into their destiny. And it's going to happen in your praise. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. The King of glory is in this room. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Oh, come on. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Jesus, he will bring you out. Pick you up. Turn you around. Make some feet on college ground. He's got shelter in the storm. Give me strength to carry on. Call him up and let the pride know the Lord will show me that. I've got a feeling.
sum up what I'm trying to say here tonight. There might be some people here, even after all of this, you don't have a feeling that everything is going to be all right. Your situation might be so dire that you really don't have that feeling that everything is going to be all right. But let me sum up what I'm preaching here today with one simple declaration that you can praise God until you get the feeling that everything is going to be all right. I want to challenge somebody here today who still is wondering whether it's going to work out. I want to challenge somebody here today who still has a hard time feeling like everything will be all right. Just give God about a minute of all the praise that you've got and you'll begin to feel like it's going to work out. You'll begin to feel your health. You'll begin to feel your victory. Oh, come on and praise him until you feel like it's going to be okay. Praise him like you until you feel like he's still in control. Harbor, but across our movement, that we have gotten more in the vein when it comes to travail than it does true dancing, worship, praise to God. For some reason we get locked in together, and if we're going, oh, oh, which is powerful, and you know we do it around here, but that's the only thing we get locked in. When it comes to praise, if we're not careful, instead of really focusing, we start doing this. We don't get locked in. I don't know what you got to do for the next few moments, but why don't you praise him really locked in? If you need to grab a chair so you don't go too crazy, grab a chair. If you want to get your hand on the platform, but why don't you really praise him for the next couple of moments? The way they did it in the word of God, not with a groan, but with appreciation. God, you're so good. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my children. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
You may get out of breath, but you're going to feel some joy if you begin to dance again. You may be tired in the flesh, but your spirit will begin to soar if you learn and find your dance again. Come on, dust that dance off. Dust that dance off and start praising Him like you did when you first
but to just praise Him. When you don't care who's looking at you, you don't care what's going on, you're just saying, God, because you are worthy, I praise you with all of my heart, all of my soul, all of my mind, all of my strength. Right now, we're going to sing it one more time, a few more times, but just give him what you got. Give him something. Make sure it's a sacrifice. Sacrifice with your praise. Jesus, be healed in your body right now as you praise Him. Be healed in your body right now as you praise Him. In the name of Jesus, headaches leave. In the name of Jesus, sinus issues dry up. In the name of Jesus, hand, foot, and mouth disease leave. In the name of Jesus, yes, yeah. I feel a roar coming up. I feel a roar coming up. I feel a shout still deep in my spirit. Oh, go ahead, young man. Shout. Go ahead, young person. Shout. Anybody else got a little gumption in them? I got a few others. I don't care. Take over the platform for a little bit. Let's let God arise. Devil, you ain't getting these young people. You ain't getting our kids. Our kids is a dancing generation. They're a shouting generation. They're a worshiping generation. Come on. There's healing right now. I feel it with every fiber of my body. Let the younger teach the older for a moment. 
This is what I'm talking about. This is what happened on the book of Acts. This is what it is. Oh, young ladies, get together and begin to worship him. Don't pray for each other. Worship him. Husbands and wives, you've been battling. Don't get in a prayer meeting tonight. Begin to worship together. Come on. We're not praising because we feel so good. We're praising it because we want the joy. We want the peace. We want it. Hey. Go ahead, man. That's it. Let that go. Go ahead, young lady. That's it. Let that go. Go ahead, young married. Get the joy of the Lord back in your house. That's it, married couple. Put on the garment of praise for the Spirit. Hey! Come on, everything that's happening here is in the Word of God. The music is in the Word of God. The dancing is in the Word of God. The shouting is in the Word of God. The leaping is in the Word of God. This is the Bible that's happening right now. Yeah! Yeah, yeah! The other rock of the river, Woo! Woo! 
need to make up in your mind from this night forward, I'm going to be a dancer. I'm going to be a singer. I'm going to be a shouter. I'm going to be a praiser. That's who I am.